0: Thanks for joining us again here. Today we're talking to crazy man Phil Barton, who hails from the wilds of Australia. It's Koala country, man. He's had over 800 cuts, including a ton of children's TV shows, a couple of movies, and of course a number one for Lee Bryce, Woman Like You. He was the Music Row Breakthrough Writer of the Year. NSA does a thing that all Gets uh, voted on by songwriters called Ten Songs I Wish I Would Have Written. A uh, Woman Like You was in there. Said cuts by Low Cash, Sarah Evans, Eli Young Band, Cassidy Pope, Morgan Evans, and a lot more. He's crazy and he's sweetheart. He's just one of the best dudes ever. Here's Phil Barton. Phil Barton. Good morning. Tasmanian Devil.
1: Oh, my mom's right. from Tasmania.
0: I was going to ask <laughs> you, I mean, obviously you're from Australia. Where were you born in Australia?
1: I was born in Melbourne, um, and basically, when I was eighteen, moved up to a place called Byron Bay. Okay, did th- university, and um, and then the music industry was pretty much in Sydney, so I moved there.
0: Is that like like in America? You have to be in L.A., New York, or Nashville. Yeah, is like, I can like Yeah,
1: I feel like see, you don't have to be. Like, there's a great live music scene in Melbourne. And yeah, all over, kind of. Different areas are better for different things, and I did funk music for a while in a place called Byron Bay, which is quite hippie-ish. And but then I and then I grew up a bit, and I landed a record, <laughs> landed a record deal as a ABC it, Records as a recording artist, children's exactly. music, and uh, that basically took us to Sydney.
0: So you did Bob the Builder, all all this stuff right i mean like like yeah. over 800 cuts it's freaking insane
1: yeah it was it was basically it started where i was like coming out of university and i was like how the hell am i gonna make money right and um i had a i had a funky band like rocking band called echidna and it was cool but uh i was starting to lose my voice all the time and it was really? becoming mental you know like and um and then I just did this project where um, we did some kid songs and yeah. and sent it away. It was fun. And then we actually got the interest of polygram records immediately, so I was like, oh this could be it. They like, do kid stuff and it was I feel like it was running away from being a singer or whatever, but it was also great for me learning a craft of writing songs. Oh yeah. So I don't know, it's it's kind of should I have done that? But I loved it. So yeah, we wrote when when we started getting interest of record companies. The kids thing became more serious and and just crazy. And then it led to being in a band. And I mean, there were some years we were doing four hundred shows a year because you you Gosh. do like you do like Nashville and then drive to somewhere like Columbia, an hour away, and do another show in the afternoon. Right. Like it was. And kid shows are just forty minutes, so because you got the attention of the kids. But right, it's interesting. So that led to then doing we we were you know like the Grammys of Australia. We were getting nominated for arias. Of course, the Wiggles would always beat us, but sure we were there. Yeah, um, and um, <laughs> then when the band broke up, when the band broke up, we uh, I I'd, that somehow the record company like approached me to start doing records like it'd be like can we do 20 songs about space or 20 songs about the zoo or 20 songs about you know driving in the car or 20 songs there's there's so many things that kids wanted to hear about so it became like i was non-stop writing these records man
0: so that was the record company's ideas about space and then then we'd have
1: a big meeting every year and we'd plan out the next 12 years Twelve months of records, and
0: so how many records were you doing a year?
1: We were probably doing at a time like uh, one record a month. So it was like, I and quick, very quickly got. I think in the end, I did eighty-seven children's records. So <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I, I it was fun. It was great. are they still selling? Still sell? Yeah, That's through awesome. ABC down there, and I mean the great thing was ABC was the premiere kids like they had the wiggles and they had like they right. were a super brand of children's entertainment yeah. and they cared about it so i mean it was really quite a special thing to be a part of it Gosh. yeah but well, very different the-
0: yeah <laughs> are you from a musical family
1: not really my mom listens to to um she'll listen to christmas songs on christmas day right <laughs> <laughs> And that's it it's about, but but in retirement she's starting to listen to the bands that I have recordings with so and she she'll go to the show so it's been pretty special so
0: Do you send her your songs uh,
1: uh, she she was a workaholic man so right. I remember when when I did woman like you I was like really excited about that obviously oh, yeah. getting recorded and, absolutely and how good the song was and I emailed it to her and it was something like i'll have time to listen to this in a couple weeks <laughs> you know that was Mom, it's three yeah. and a half minutes
0: come on <laughs>
1: that was crazy <laughs> but funny
0: well how did you go from this massive children's career 87 freaking records to country music or did you even get into country music in australia
1: well that yeah i was i was really trying to get into it um the great thing was children's music was through this record company, ABC Records, yeah. and ABC was leaders in children's music, and it was leaders in country music. Okay, so that led me to meeting a lot of the country country people. So I and I just fell in love with it. And yeah, I, I mean I, and then we were hanging out with, um, you know. Uh, one of my great friends, Greg Shaw, used to manage Keith Urban. Right, and, uh, right, yeah. So I was, I was there with, uh, and watching all the Keith Urban when he was, you know, he would just first moved to Nashville and yeah, he'd come back to Australia and play these shows and, I mean, he was playing the twenty twenty odd people, twenty you know fifty people and yeah. it was like, and it was just the same show. It's just like sub in different songs, you know. Yeah. now. But but back then he'd do the walk through the crowd and. And it was awesome, like and we'd open up shows for him and it was I just, you know, kinda got the fever. I was like, I love this music.
0: So when you were opening shows for him, you obviously weren't doing children's songs.
1: Nah, it would be like I so I was starting to work with a lot of singers. Okay. Starting to write a bunch of stuff on the side that wasn't children's stuff and and they would be those you know, those kind of artists that I was working yeah. with.
0: And, so yeah. So you you came to America in two thousand five, and I heard you're also America's newest citizen. So oh, congratulations!
1: It's a beautiful day, man. It's a beautiful How, day.
0: I don't know what's on that test. What kind of questions are on the test? It's a lot
1: of history. It's is it's, it really? Yeah. Let, so you got to study. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's
0: fantastic, man. Well, there's a hundred questions, for you. and good for us.
1: They randomly pick ten questions, so you got to get. A bunch of them, right? So, it's crazy. Did
0: and you that, probably know more about America's history? There is than some tough ones of, that you yeah.
1: have to learn, like who was the president in World War One, right? I mean, if, do you know it? Uh,
0: if I thought about it, I probably would not off the top of my head. No, yeah. It's
1: t- I mean, it's like tough things that you do have to like practice. Yeah, like I mean, study.
0: <laughs> oh, no, dude, that's you know what that's.
1: But uh, it's cool, man. I, I could mean,
0: go on all day about.
1: And it, and it was cool because I met Marshall Blackburn at a show with my buddy and now buddy JT Harding and yeah man and um, she said she'd fly a flag for me when I became a citizen and a few weeks ago I got a flag in the in the in the post and it was like we flew this flag for you when you became a citizen that's awesome and man. they sent the flag and it's awesome <laughs> so I mean it's just cool
0: I love it so why did you and this has nothing to do with music but why did you want to become an American citizen. Um You have dual citizenship, right?
1: Well, yeah, you have dual, but it's I mean you're really uh doing an oath to be American now. Yeah. I mean, which is kind of a strange feeling, but it's but You get a vote. I mean that's and where that. my life is. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's where I feel home now. That's is it really? I mean that's the big thing. I go yeah. back to Australia and I've I feel a little strange. Like it's not home anymore you know what i mean yeah even just crossing the road you're looking at the different way and it's not natural for me to look the other way in australia anymore like just it's just different no i I don't know i love the people here i love i love america so that's why
0: no that's awesome man I, i mean with all the the political crap that's going on and yet you still
1: yeah, this feels I mean, like
0: home, and you love it. It's like that says a lot. Love
1: it, love the people, That's love fantastic, love the opportunities. It's, I mean, it, it is the greatest country. I, I mean, controversial, I know, but sure, but I love it.
0: So, the first time you walked down Music Row, or you Gosh. saw Music Row, fifteen years ago now, what was that like?
1: Ugh, dude, that was one of the biggest moments of your life. I don't know if it was for you, but oh yeah. But just I remember just yeah, I was staying at the best western there. Okay. The start of music row and then we walked up to the the start where Azcat was and just walk, slowly walked down and I, you just you overwhelmingly
0: had that feeling that this is it. So, um, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I mean did you were you into Roger Miller and Harlan Howard and Willie Nelson and all whatever country music was in Australia? I mean,
1: yeah, I mean we didn't, and especially being from Melbourne, it's not very country. Uh, okay, so there's a difference from the upper Australia, upper sub, uh, upper states, but uh, Melbourne really didn't have much. I mean, we'd get Dolly Parton, we'd get, um, you know, John Denver, even like. Yeah. S- stuff like that like that would siphon through a little bit but I mean we weren't getting I mean we weren't getting all the country I mean funny thing actually we went on a family trip to Hawaii and that's where I really like you know when I was a teenager and and I just remember you know in this hotel room in Hawaii and and MTV was on, and I was like, oh, yeah. And, you know, I was like crazy for Metallica, yeah. and Nirvana oh, yeah. were coming out that week, and, you know, so it Smells Like Teen, teen Spirit, Spirit was yeah. just hit the thing. And Master. I was just like, man, this is so great. And I, I mean, my parents were, like, trying to drag me out, and I'm, I'm like, all I wanted to do was watch music television. I couldn't believe it. And then...
0: Did well, Australia not have MTV?
1: No, not at the, at the, at the time. time? Okay. Not 24 hours, and then... And then when we went to the record stores, I couldn't believe it because all Garth Brooks fever was like, you know, oh, huge. And, and the best of it just come out and that was out selling everything. So I was yeah. like, I was just like, I'm going to buy the top five of what's, you know, big. And I mean, the Garth Brooks stuff was like, the songs just got me. Dude. Like, just crazy. And Absolutely. I obviously fell in love with things like Dixie Chicks and. Yeah. You know, like just uh, Trisha Yearwood and lots of great music oh, from the nineties and
0: great songs, yeah, great songs. And obviously, but yeah, like things like
1: unanswered prayers that you just heard, and I mean, yeah, it just like changed your life. I mean,
0: absolutely, yeah.
1: So I mean, I loved it, and then being around all those Australian artists and the star of Keith Urban and like all that stuff was just. You know, it just opened my eyes to coming to Nashville and when I got here I, you know, I was lucky enough to um I saw Leslie Satcher do a album launch and yeah. um and she'd known a few of my Australian friends and someone oh, had put okay. me in touch with her and
0: she's our neighbor.
1: Oh she is? Yeah, she's awesome. oh, was, she and Well David, so David. she was my first awesome. right. She was my first right in in Nashville and um
0: how did that come about?
1: Well, just through going to that, um, going to her CD launch, saying okay. hello, and knowing some mutual people, and then I think she got cancelled one day, and they called me and said, "Do you want? Hey, do you want to go and write with Leslie?" And we wrote this song, man. And I, and I just remember learning so much, and and we wrote. I mean, I played her this sad melody, and mm-hmm. and she just she just went, "Phil, it's it sounds like you walked in leaving." <laughs> And, oh, and I was just awesome. like, whoa. And and we wrote this great song. It was a hit down in Australia, but um, but it was just, it changed my life. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I, I'll always, I do a lot of shows with Leslie and see her a lot, and I always tell her, you know, thanks for changing my we life. You go to the
0: same church.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: She's, oh, she's so good. She's great. just good
1: people, man. Yeah. She's so good. We just went to Muscle Shoals and wrote a bunch, and she's, she's just good. She's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I mean, there's little things along the way that change your life, like meeting people, right? Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, even seeing Jeff Steele play it, like, on that first trip, uh, Craig did that. I think it was the first time he was doing that second harvest thing. Oh, yeah. And I was in town in 2005, and it was just, you know, freakish that it, we went. And, um and and honestly, man, I didn't know who Rascal Flatts sure were yeah. or any – like, I was just in Nashville and I didn't know all the scene and and Jet he came out and played these days and I was just like, wow, this is it. Yeah, this is, this is what I want to do. Right. I mean, yeah, it's well, where you I need mean, to be. Yeah. So I mean, and I tell him that all the time. And we, you know, later we became friends. Was obviously a great friend of yours. Yeah. And and um, I mean, it's just moments like that that change Dude. your life, right?
0: Is Is Australian radio like Canadian radio, like the CanCon laws? Like if you're listening to an Australian country radio station, does some of the percentage of the product have to be? Yeah, I feel like it it is.
1: I feel like it is. Um, It's not as majorly policed as the Canadian. Okay. but, But there's definitely an element of that, we got to play a certain content of song. Right, but like you
0: said, you didn't know who Rascal Flatts was because it wasn't oh, no. on. Yeah, twenty four hours I didn't a have, day. Like, all
1: I saw was Jeff Steele play it. Right, had a songwriter thing, and I was like, man, that's a song and a half. Like, I love that. Yeah, and then you know, I mean, you couldn't get Rascal Flatts CDs in Australia. I mean, okay. I mean, obviously things had changed now, but but back then it was like. They're not in record stores. Or, yeah. You know, so...
0: You remind me a lot of of Jeff, because I've always said there's a difference between playing music and being music. And you, with your three songs, your three writing deals a day, and just, you know, you are here in this country to write songs.
1: Yeah. You know what? I was really lucky. Like, I saw Jeff that time, and without, you know i don't know it's just like I saw an American songwriter magazine that he was putting on a workshop thing, and oh yeah, yeah, His boot camp and and I applied for it, and uh and um uh, and got it i mean i don't know how many people it was two hundred and fifty bucks to apply unrefundable, so it was yeah. like it was a deal to apply for it, and um especially when you're you know a songwriter just. Trying to do something, but with
0: no publishing deal, right?
1: No publishing deal. So I was like, but and on the other side of the world. And anyway, I got into it, lucky, and made some lifelong friends. And man. Um, and and I, and I feel really lucky that you know I've now. I mean he he instilled the real like man, if you work real hard, you can make stuff happen. And yep, and I, I was. I mean, I was like a student of watching him. Like he was writing until three in the morning yeah. every day, and yeah. like he had his pattern. And I was like, "Man, I got to do that." Like, I—that's. I mean, when you want it, like, I mean, dude, I just—I there was nothing. Uh, I mean, that's all I could think about was writing a number one song. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it was all I wanted to do, and 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 he was—I mean, just important for me to meet and just to be inspired by you know he's a
0: great example of what can happen
1: yeah and he's a great example of like yeah I mean it is funny isn't it because it's like you do think if I can just get that one song if I can get that one song and what I learned about songwriting on on that boot camp what I got out of it most was um, it's not just about the one song it's about yeah wanting to write the next song and that's what he instilled in me yeah. and and man i love writing songs i mean i want to be in that next appointment i feel fresh like yeah even if you've got a three song day and it's like and it's the last thing you feel like doing is going in writing another song
0: you never I feel know like you
1: get in that room and then someone says something and you're fresh again and absolutely it's like, here we go like i mean because you just never know and that's what that's what he that's that's something about him and that's something about um, my current boss uh, Liz Rose is amazing awesome. she yeah. just she writes songs and these guys come alive and I I love being around these kinds of people they're amazing like
0: and you also it's like the the one time you're you're tired or you don't feel good or yeah. you're hungover or whatever and you cancel and then you go oh man I shouldn't have done that I but should've. those
1: days you do turn up and you do feel like that most of the time, you get an amazing song, yeah. and and you would you think where would my life be without having this song? Yeah, like I mean, it's
0: oh, dude, even yeah. if that song never gets cut, mm. like Jeff and I have a a one or two songs that we both go, that's our favorite song we've ever written, never been cut, probably never yeah. gonna get cut. It's all right, yeah, it's still a great song.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: I always look at and like who
1: knows when it will find a way. Like, yeah, I mean, you hope you never know.
0: I always think of of songs as like you know what Pringles potato chips yeah come in those cans I love them it's like you know oh man me too but <laughs> you take that one chip out and you go that's all right you take that second chip out Ugh. that's all right you take that third chip out and you go holy crap that's the best chip ever and it's just like songs yeah you know you may have written two songs yesterday and three songs today. And four of those five are good songs because you're a really good writer, but that one song is the holy crap song. Yeah. And those songs don't always those, those are the ones and you
1: And who knows? I mean it you might didn't not want to be miss. your favorite song that gets cut. I mean you just gotta make everyone as great as they can be, right? Yeah. Like and yep. just be in it. I mean and I mean if you're caring about it with your whole heart, like I mean Yeah. It's, something's going to happen somewhere. I mean, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just you hope? just a part of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just got to do it for the right. I think Jeff taught me that too. You just, you got to love writing. I oh, mean, man. yeah, you got to love it. Just but, making stuff up. Uh, it's so important, isn't it? And it's, but it is. It's such a high and such a drug when you get it right. Oh, you know, it's yeah. just like.
0: And you also realize that. If you and Jeff are writing and you come up with a song, there's no two other people in the world that could have come up with that song that day. Yeah. It was you guys.
1: Yeah. It's pretty, it's such a cool thing. Yeah. I love it. I remember when
0: I got my first deal was writing for him. We were talking on the phone at midnight. And I go, Amy was in bed. So I was just trying to whisper. It's like being quiet. I go, give me some advice. And I'd known him for three years at this point, and he goes, "Write something every day." Yeah, I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Write a song, write a poem, write a melody." He goes, "Pick up your guitar, write a riff, do something, write something every day." Do we need to answer that? I don't know. <laughs> Well, we should probably answer that door. Yes, yeah. Yes. But yeah, man, it was just write something every day, and you are obviously a, a king of that. Are you still writing one, two, three, four times a day?
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, I just do what needs to be done. There's always like – I mean, I do a lot of international stuff, and I care about – I mean, because I know how it felt when I came to Nashville the first time. Yeah. I like – I try to facilitate a lot of, you know, like Canadians and Australians and people from the UK and just, right. just help out a bunch, but also just write for their records because they're excited to be here and try and introduce them to people here. Yeah. That I mean, there's there's a whole world market, you know, of yeah. all these great artists that are, like, doing great things all around the world, So and they come here to write songs, so um if i can try and do a great song that helps their records i mean yeah i'm all about it and um so i'll do all my rights like normal and then try and put in some stuff on the weekend if i you know if i don't have stuff going on and
0: are you still uh writing with just i mean you said that you could write with everybody because you never know who's going to be the next
1: yeah and i do, think that came from you, do you know, still do that I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm open to writing with everyone. It's yeah. just like, you never know. I mean, I, I think you know, working for Liz Rose is like a great example of that. Is you know, her mentoring of with Absolutely. Taylor Swift. Like you know, I feel yeah. like, I feel like she was trying to get all her friends to write with Taylor, but she was the one that did it every afternoon. Like and you know the rest is history but yeah i mean she's just an inspiring person like you never know where where the person with the determination is going to come from and yeah. you know i mean it's amazing i mean there's so much talent and there's you know all these things and who's going to be the star it's, it's freaky isn't it
0: <laughs> yeah it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it's a it's a beautiful day and and sure, I've you know I've you know I've missed some people that, oh, dude. you know some yeah. great people and like, I mean Brett Young was up here every day trying to write and and he cut some songs on his independent CD of mine and I was lucky enough to be become good friends with him and 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 uh, we did a bunch of shows together but we we never wrote now so it's like. No, yeah. I'm so glad he's a superstar now. Oh I mean, yeah. It's absolutely. So awesome. He's such a great guy. But he was determined and man, it's it's great to see great guys yeah. do well. You know what I mean? I think him
0: and like Luke Combs yeah. and some of those young cats that are just tearing yeah, it up that, and they're and they're You know, when you when you get a record and you see the artist's name on every song is a writer. Yeah. Go, eh, yeah. I know you and I've written with you and you're not really a writer. And then you see those kind of guys and you go, those guys are yeah. really writers and they're tearing well,
1: it And it's more so they really care about what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they absolutely. Get, they're making sure they get amazing, amazing songs. Yeah, and, I mean, it's just, it's inspiring, like, and and it's so great, and I remember writing with Thomas Rett when he first,
0: oh, was dude. writing
1: and all these people and kid, and it's just like, man, it's it's so cool, yeah, it's so cool when you watch him, like kick ass, you know,
0: dude, and and Thomas Rhett and his freaking dad, it's like you gotta yeah. be kidding me, yeah, you guys are both such great writers, so cool. What is an ARPA award?
1: Uh, an APRA. NAPRA. APRA. A- so, APRA, APRA is like the BMI okay. cap of Australia. So, uh, this cool is performing Trofans. rights association. So, yeah, they got like little boomerangy kind of things. <laughs> so, I, I was lucky enough to receive like the first overseas recognition um, award they did, like a you know uh, outstanding kind of service to to writing. Uh, in an international field, so um, that's cool, and and it's been cool, and and Lindsay Rhymes, one of my best friends, has won it last this year, and Kylie Sackley's won it a few oh, years cool. ago. So it's been a cool award because we're all over here from Australia, you know, yeah. and and the people in Australia don't know, like like they don't know who Kane Brown is. A lot of the people, sure, and, and Lindsay had this. Massive song last year yeah. called Heaven and and um, you know it's, I mean it's just nice for him to be able to get recognised yeah because he's kicking ass over here Dude, I mean no it's a long way from home you know it's it's such a move to move to another country and I mean just the painful process of all the visa stuff let alone trying to set up a new like a life new, yeah a new life and yeah. And just like learn the language because guys talk different than us, sure, and, like the way you say phrases and it's just different, so
0: and it's not like you're moving from Georgia
1: no' it's, you're like, moving from... it's a little more c- complex, but yeah I mean and and I got and people would say that in the first meetings I did when I moved here and 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 um man. You were like, no, I, th- I listen to the music and I get it, but it's like you don't get it till you know, yeah. until you years down the track, how it's how it just is natural speak, you know, <laughs> the way you guys speak down here.
0: <laughs> well, I've always thought it was part of my job as a writer of knowing when to say no, yeah, to somebody. It's and it's not personal it's like you know what you and i just don't write well together but let's go have a beer let's go grab a coffee like how many how many co-writes will you give somebody before you just go this is not
1: i mean who knows yeah it's it's (laughs) it's so strange i mean the first write i ever wrote with john stone i don't feel like it went amazing like yeah and I, I, we definitely went racing to try and write again, and we got double booked the day we wrote Woman Like You. like Yeah. And, and I, I mean, you know, who knows? I, I don't think we would have probably got back together, but, but yeah, Johnny Bulford booked us, and he slept in for a uh, <laughs> And me and John Stone are sitting there like, oh, who are you supposed to be writing with? And, and you know we sat there and wrote woman like you and you know it was Dang. i mean changed all of our lives really yeah so so you never you never know
0: you never know
1: and and god i mean i love john stone
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it changed my life
1: like just being in a room with him that day so hmm. <laughs> crazy
0: so you've got tons of guitars
1: yeah so,
0: i've heard you play you're really good do you need to be a good musician to be a songwriter?
1: It's an interesting question, isn't it? I mean, I feel like Nashville's a town where you can come to come to and and if you've got strengths in different fields, yeah. You might not need to be the greatest musician, you know, like yeah. Like depending on what your strength is and Whereas I feel like if you are I mean, just talking about Australia, you have to be strong at everything.
0: Is that just because there's less of you writing songs?
1: I guess so, and I guess I guess you know, you here I feel like you can walk in and someone can go and you know you're oh this person can kill it with the melody. Right. And, and there's Liz Rose and she's amazing with lyric, lyrics and yeah. she doesn't play guitar. But she can kill you know, she yeah. can we can compliment each other amazing and get this amazing song. Right. So I don't know, like I mean I wish I could play guitar better. I I feel like I'm I'm good I'm a great rhythm player, but I, I mean I could I never really got a passion <laughs> to learn the lead stuff, you know. Yeah. Which is you know, I mean I wish well, I could, but I just ne- didn't have the patience for that. I was obsessed with writing melodies and doing that stuff more so than, than I, yeah. guitar riffs, Shit, you know? Man. So it's interesting, isn't it? But there's guys that are just like, obviously, all about the guitar riffs, and that might make the song. So yeah. it's like, the great thing about Nashville is I think you can. everyone has all these strengths, and if, if you get the perfect song, it's usually because everyone's strength came together that day on a song yeah and that's when you get amazing
0: songs i always thought i was a way better guitar player than i was lyricist yeah that was never lyrics were never my strength
1: but i mean the groove is so important man it's like
0: and that groove leads you somewhere
1: we did this show the other week with um Andrew Farris from Excess.
0: Oh yeah, man.
1: Who uh, and we played the Bluebird, and it was he. Somehow along the way, he's become a friend, and we've we've written with a guy called Bruce Wallace a bunch. And, oh yeah, and and he and I said to him the last time he was here, I was like, "Dude, if you ever pass through, and you feel like playing the Bluebird, let me know, and I'll organise one." And so he he called me earlier this year, and I, we organised it, and. Dude, when he played those grooves that he wrote, like oh, "Need Man. You Tonight" and massive. I mean, the crowd just went crazy. No one. I don't think I didn't introduce him as Andrew Farris from Excess because you know he's a great songwriter in yeah. himself, and it's up to him to say that. And but when he played "Need You Tonight," it's which was a song that changed my life. Oh, like, dude!
0: Hearing it in the '80s, like I mean, you well, you were talking about MTV earlier. Is like that band. Yeah was one of the biggest uh, MTV bands of all time. Really?
1: Yeah, I, I mean. Crazy. Dude, I, I remember being 13 years old and Need You Tonight came out and the, on your little ghetto blaster you had the radio and, and there was American <laughs> Top 40 Barry Bissell and that was the only American show we'd get in Australia and I remember just how freaky shit was this australian band was going up the charts in america and when that song got to number one it was just like that's all i could think about was like man i want to do that i want to go to america and write songs and 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 so i mean there again is like me becoming becoming friends with andrew it's like man thank you yeah like the guy changed my life like without even knowing without knowing it yeah and now now we're friends and it's God, sitting there the other night, like playing next to him while he's playing Never Tear Us Apart or Need You Tonight, like I mean that they sold sixty million records and I mean Gosh. he inspired people like me to wanna do music and Dude, and man. then to just be there with him I was like in tears, man. It was like so freaking awesome.
0: I just remember thinking the marketing of that album, it was just black, white and red. Yeah. And that in excess, and oh, and I'm killing myself. Who was the singer that passed? Michael away? Hutchins. Yes, yeah. with him sitting there with that, his hands up like that on the covers. Like I remember going by every Tower Records in the world and seeing that album cover. That was just
1: was a was massive. Yeah. Oh man, crazy. And they say that they say that when they took kick to the record label, the label went, um, They offered him a million dollars to scrap the record and start again what and that manager like called up every freaking radio station in america and oh, yeah. went behind the band's back and didn't tell them that the record company hated it you know they, that was a&m
0: wasn't it records yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and i mean that record was outside michael jackson it was 30 million strong like I mean, it was massive. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? So, so, I mean, if
0: you never know, that,
1: that's a good lesson. And if yep. you feel like you're doing good stuff, yeah, keep on it. Because, <laughs> I mean, obviously, you get everyone tells you no all the time.
0: Well, there are songs you write that you know, yeah, you just wrote for you, yeah. And you love it, and that's a great song, and you're pretty sure it'll never get cut. And they're and important, I think. Aren't absolutely, I? man.
1: Like, just for yourself.
0: Yeah, it's the potato chip thing, man.
1: Yeah, all the chips.
0: Some of those chips, you just got to get out <laughs> of your way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I love those chips.
0: So, are you turning into a track guy?
1: Not really. I mean, I've always done vocal stuff, so yeah. I, yeah. I like vocals, so. I don't love tracks because I'd rather be writing another song. Yeah. Um, Very
0: time-consuming. Yeah,
1: and and I've got friends like Lindsey Rhymes that are amazing at it, and and I watch him like you know he lived when he first moved to Nashville, lived with me for ages, and oh really? You know he'll be up at at three a, two a.m. Yeah, watching YouTube documentaries on how I can. You know how right. to get better compression, or you know stuff like that, and that's yeah. like—I mean, I'm not going to do that. Mm-mm. But that's what, that's what engineers. But his are craft for. is amazing. Like, yeah, I mean, he can make. I mean, he can just kill it. Like it just sounds amazing on his little computer. It's just yeah. like, mind blowing.
0: I'm with you. I I have one regret in 54 years, and that's through divorces and jobs and everything and the only regret i have is i wish i would have got into pro tools yeah. about 20 years before i got into pro tools
1: yeah so you do you love it now
0: oh yeah i mean i'm still amazingly slow but even for like this podcast i one of our best friends is joey turner who's an engineer yeah he comes to our house and we have a studio in the basement called disgraceland music because <laughs> elvis had graceland of course yeah and yeah you- Your disgrace. Yes, (laughs) yes, and we have all the stuff. And I always tell my wife, you know, she'll she'll like Joey comes over and we'll do guitar vocals, and I can do three of them in an hour and a half. Yeah, and Amy will go, "Could you have done that?" I said, "I could have, but what took thirty minutes per song would have taken me a day. So that that's three days' work for me." Totally. Because he's an engineer, that's what he does. He's blazingly fast, he knows where he's going all the time.
1: Yeah. I don't know any of that crap.
0: I'm a horrible at
1: And, it. It, and I'm sure the more you did it, you get faster. And...
0: and I've told him that, and he goes, yeah, but I can't write a song. Yeah. So then you go, well, what's more important to me, writing the I song?
1: Think, yeah, I feel like it's it's good to not get distracted from yeah. your strengths. Like I don't know. I mean, that's no, um, that's just the motto of like why I haven't dove yeah. into it. But you know, back in the back in the day when uh, you know, I remember before Lindsay moved over here, we were writing with Ross like Copperman oh, yeah. and he was starting to get into it. You know, yeah. and obviously he's put his whole focus into it and became Ross Copperman that we know now. Yeah, so absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean.
0: It is it's a what it is. Thing. Yeah. So when you got uh, NSAI, uh, one of the ten songs I wished I'd written. Yeah. Was that as cool as getting a number one? Because all your peers were voting on that.
1: Yeah, it was really and getting nominated for the ACMs and yeah, yeah for Song of the Year.
0: Because to me, the the ten songs I wish I would have written. That's. They were all bonuses
1: that you didn't, oh man, yeah. that you didn't uh, think about. But then when they happened, it was like, oh, wow, this is crazy, amazing. Yeah. And when in the music row, like, oh, yeah. breakthrough okay, row of the year with yeah. Johnny Bulford, I mean, I mean, you didn't expect to win it. Like, you, I mean, it was just like, you didn't even think about it. But it's like, it was a real, you know what it was? It was like. I'd moved a long way from Australia and that just felt like a pat on the back that yeah, you're a part of Nashville songwriting. It's kind of God community. just
0: telling you this is where you're supposed to be.
1: Yeah, and and also just everyone knowing who you were and yeah. And and just feeling part of the community, which I mean is to me is the most amazing thing. Like just being around all these great people every day that you look up to and inspire you and then to be a part of it is pretty damn cool, I think.
0: But you also came to town with a thousand songs under your belt. I mean, you knew how to write. Yeah. You didn't sit in a room and with like the first time you wrote with Leslie Satcher, she didn't have to teach you how to write songs.
1: No, but you know what? I came in with the app with the absorbing attitude, you yeah, know, I yeah. was, I, I mean, and I feel like you, you still got to do that, right? Like, Absolutely. I mean, yep. the day that you're, you don't think you're too good to absorb, like, from all these people that have, you know, like yourself, like, that have written song after song in this town, like, and you learn tricks, like. Oh, man. I mean, it's amazing, like, I mean, you learn something every day, like, I mean, the day that you think you're too good for that is a. Yeah, yeah. He's a terrible guy. You, <laughs> you should
0: probably go back home.
1: Yeah. I mean.
0: <laughs> no, I remember sitting at uh, Universal, and I got there, and I was writing, and they took me to this room, and they go, you can wait here. This is where you're going to write today. It's awesome. And I sat down, and I started looking around, and then the uh, receptionist brought my co-writer in. She goes, oh, you're sitting where Roger Miller always sat. And I went, what? Wow. And I just started crying because, like, you got to be kidding me. No, no, no. You know, I mean, it's like there's there's so much history, and I always say that even if I watch you play a D chord, yeah. you're playing it different than I play it, so I'm learning something. Yeah, you know, I mean, everybody does. Everybody has something to learn, and everybody has something to teach.
1: That's so true, isn't and it? that's it's pretty, and I think that's cool. Absolutely, that's so man. Cool. I mean, it's just, yeah. And there's all those little things that are so cool. is not like I just went up, wrote with Laurie McKenna, and love her and thankful she believes in me. And oh man, and it's Absolutely. been so great. We've probably written fifty odd songs together. And but you know we're sitting there writing and writing on the guitar that she wrote, humble and kind on. I mean, yeah, it's one of my favorite songs ever. It's mm, just like yeah. such a great song. I mean, it's perfection. Yeah. And then I mean. Just being around great people like that—it's—it's it's so cool.
0: You also learn that it—it—it's funny to watch how people handle success. Yeah. Do they get more humble, or do they get oh. more a-hole-ish?
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know? it, it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Watching that. Yeah, it is a really interesting thing. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've been around a lot of people that have become superstars, and one of my great friends from Australia was in a band called Savage Garden. Oh yeah, and and I mean they dominated. Like oh man, they, I met I, I met him just before that broke, and then you know we became really close. Yeah. After and we had a studio together in Sydney and oh wow, and we were you know we were always I mean playing FIFA and. You know, he just became one of my great friends. But just to watch yeah. the process of a a person that's a dreamer to be a s- superstar—that's the same with Keith, I guess. I don't know Keith great, but but I I feel like I've watched the whole process. Like, yeah. So it's like uh, you know, it's, it's it's such an interesting thing. And it then is. obviously being around Nashville, you there's people that you know every year that become superstars that are your friends. It's just so interesting, isn't
0: it? <laughs> it's funny to how many of them uh, stay your friends and return yeah. your calls and return your texts and how many of them don't.
1: That's and, so true, isn't it?
0: And as me a way in the back bystander, I got a but having been in the business for 31 years or whatever, like I get it, you're busy. Yeah. You don't have to return my text. The minute I send you the text, maybe it's going to take a couple days. Yeah. But if it goes six weeks, I pretty much know it. Yeah. (laughs) We're not friends anymore.
1: (laughs) And I get some of them change their numbers. Oh, yeah. Over time. And it's like, uh, yeah, but it's, it, 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 there's some annoying things where, you know, you don't receive text back. Like, and it's like, man, I helped you fucking get on the Opry or, you know, like, did, you know, I, some way you were a part of their career or whatever and it's like man come on
0: <laughs> yeah I've texted you th- four times and all I get is somebody telling me well they're an artist yeah and I go well really because it's funny the guys in Leonard Skinnerd still text me back and yeah, and, and do my show and we're still friends and we still write songs so I don't know it's just different people yeah, different it's interesting, people man. yeah it. this isn't yeah ah uh, dude you're a fun guy, man. You oh, want to do man. my uh, my lightning round?
1: Oh, yeah, of course. All right. What is this like? Eh?
0: You got coffee in you?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm rocking. I'm rockin'. is it fast.
0: Yeah, fat. I don't want you to think about anything, although you're going to think about anything because you're a thinker. Oh. What's your favorite book?
1: Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Really? It's also a movie.
0: You actually read that, though?
1: Oh, yeah. Growing up.
0: You're the only person I've ever met that, have, that didn't oh, I was, get... I
1: love Ronald Dahl growing okay. up. Okay,
0: yeah. I've read some of his stuff.
1: James and the Giant Peach. It's yeah. cool. Are
0: you a bath or shower guy? Shower. What's the last gift you gave someone?
1: Um. Gosh, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Your terrible. time
0: to me right now.
1: Your time. Okay. Tom.
0: What was the first concert you saw, and how old were you?
1: NXS kick tour. Like, I guess I was in grade 7, so I guess I was 12, 12 or
0: 13. 13. Yeah. What's the weirdest thing you've ever touched?
1: Um, like a shark? That's an interesting question, isn't it? <laughs> no, I didn't touch a shark. Uh, God, I don't know. Uh, God, that's a terrible response, isn't it? Um, no. Uh, I, I can't say
0: all right well this is a stupid nebraska question oh if you're going to eat something <laughs> would you eat a cow a koala or a kangaroo
1: <laughs> i'd do the kangaroo
0: i think last time we wrote you had kangaroo jerky here oh yeah it was yeah. good
1: uh I mean, it's weird. People only eat kangaroo when Americans are in town. Like they want to have kangaroo burgers right. in a, in Sydney. Like there's right all the tourist restaurants will carry kangaroo just for the Americans.
0: Is, do you think it's actually kangaroo? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, it's yum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, you've been all over. What's your favorite place to travel?
1: Man, I love being here in Nashville, uh, but. I do love going back to Sydney now. It's cool as crap. Um, I like London. I've just started going there for the CTC Festival, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I love it all, man. I love travel. I love Mexico. God. Yeah? Yeah. I've never been there. Oh, God, man. you got to book that thing right now. Really? Yeah. Get away.
0: Well, we're getting away. We're going to Scotland here pretty soon.
1: Oh, God.
0: That's an incredible choice. Yeah, I love those countries, man. Yeah. England and Ireland. Scott, I love that. What song do you never want to hear again?
1: Gosh, that's crazy, isn't it? Maybe Mambo number five. <laughs> <laughs> but strangely, I like
0: it. Yeah. It's pretty freaking catchy. It's way better than Mama number four. <laughs> that's all <laughs> it's, I know.
1: Yeah, it tastes better.
0: What uh, What's the favorite song you've ever written, whether it was cut or a hit well i kind of like what we were talking about earlier what's your favorite song
1: i mean obviously a woman like you for different reasons sure. um yeah but there's all different songs for different reasons right yeah like different relationships with different people like oh dude writing with your best friends and yeah i mean it's pretty cool uh
0: or there's that writing with somebody you're not friends with anymore it's true and you still You wish you could get back to that day and write that song again.
1: That's true. It's a big day.
0: Yeah.
1: (sighs) Sweet memories.
0: What song? Yeah. (laughs) What song do you wish you would have written?
1: Um. I love humble and kind. What I just talked about. Yeah. Um. Man, Uh, it's such a crazy question, isn't it? I love change the world. Eric Clapton, I love. God, just great, great songs, man. I mean, Free Falling," Time After Time. Uh,
0: Even like Amazing Grace. Yeah.
1: I yeah. think his songs. Yeah.
0: What would you be doing if you weren't a songwriting maverick?
1: Um, I wonder if I would be a cricket player. Seriously? I'm just joking. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nah, I don't, I, I'm I not sure. I, I, I mean, maybe a police officer. Or, yeah? I don't know, but maybe I'm not tough enough for that. Uh, who knows? <laughs>
0: yeah, you got the beard for it. You could,
1: yeah, I don't know.
0: So, as as writers that, you know, like, legitimate, like, you could get to, who do you still want to write with?
1: Um, a funny question, isn't it? I mean, I feel like, When you've been here for so long, you've pretty much got to write with everyone, and it's amazing. Uh, uh, God, I don't even really think about that. I just got to write with Lee Bryce, and that was the first time I got to write with him. Really? Yeah, ever. So that was pretty cool, seeing, you know, he had a woman like you, and... I remember meeting him on my first trip too, and I remember him just playing on the couch, and I was thinking he was the greatest singer ever, you Dude. know. Like, and and that was way... he just signed his record deal, and he was working with Doug Johnson. Okay. So, and I was hoping one day I'd get it, you know, yeah. a chance to write with him. But so that was cool. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, the guy from says i was beside myself, you yeah. know. I mean. Those people that inspire. Um,
0: those are kind of those resume writers, you know, yeah. that you go, ah, probably never going to get a cut or whatever, but what an experience to write with this guy yeah. who's had a world of experiences that I've never had.
1: Totally. I mean, It's pretty it's, amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's all the people, isn't it? Yeah. But, but I, I mean, I just love writing with people like Laurie McKenna and Jeff Steele and, yeah. All these people that inspire you, you know, like, I
0: mean. So what's next?
1: Uh, excited about a bunch of songs coming out. I've got a lot of songs on the charts in Australia. i got a bunch coming out in Canada. It's just, cool. just
0: More of the same.
1: Yeah, just, like, proud of every song that gets cut. Um, I mean, no matter who it is, no matter, you know, what pedigree of artists like I mean they're all your little babies aren't they and they all mean something to you um uh I don't know it's I'm gonna just keep plugging away man I mean awesome yeah just uh I'm excited about Seth Ennis has just done a bunch of new music and he's an artist that's on Sony but yeah yeah he's through Liz Rose Music Publishing and oh cool He's uh he's such a great writer, man, and I mean his new stuff's gonna blow people away, I think. So lucky man Lindsay, you got a song in there and you know, I've oh. been writing some great stuff with him. So much good stuff, man.
0: Awesome man. Thank I'm you just, so much.
1: It's good to see you, man. Good to see you. Let's write a song again. Absolutely.
0: I'll bring a guitar next time. Please. Thank you, brother. Bye! Bye.